0: Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye.
1: That's right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we're making this a little bit of a drinking game here. Yep. hey Anytime, mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime we say anything negative <laughs> about this film, about each other, about anything at all, if we are negative, we play this sound. <clears throat> and that means we have to take a drink, and we hope you drink along with us.
2: So, present your shots, you at home, pour yourselves a glass, grab a seat, and tune into our YouTube comments as we get eviscerated before being three guys talking about women talking again. I mean,
0: yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. It's all fair play. It's art, right, uh, man. It's out there in the world. I'm excited to talk about this movie with you guys, to be honest. Critic. Critics' Choice Award-winning movie. We are recording this after the Critics' Choice, and this one, what did it win? Does anybody have a guess what it won? Because I'm assuming you didn't look through the nominations and winners list like I did.
0: Original screenplay.
1: Uh, not original, but yes, it won Adapted not Screenplay. Original. Best Best bond. It's Adapted it's, Screenplay. It's, it's definitely Adapted. What would you say, Dave? <laughs> Just buzz yourself, you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is based on the novel by Miriam Toes. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, yeah, yes, it I'm won interested. best um, adapted screenplay by writer director Sarah Polly, who you may know as an actress. She also directed a couple films. Her first direct her first film that she directed was Away from Her in 2006, which I thought Julie Christie was going to win an Oscar for that year. Um, it was about an older couple with dementia. What a topic for a first time director to take yeah, on. Just pick an easy one. Yeah.
0: That movie has one of my favorite endings of all time. That movie is is so good people should if you enjoyed women talking or if you're interested in sarah polly at all i recommend watching that movie it's, it's a little heart-wrenching but it also has a yeah. lot of humor uh it's there's a lot of humanity there and that that ending is fucking amazing
1: it's great yeah um well just since we're talking about sarah polly really quick she's canadian and she starred in a lot of movies she was the lead of dawn of the dead she was in movies like splice and she actually believe it or not Oh, she was Nabby Adams in John Adams yeah, miniseries. She played, I know uh, we were
0: gonna mention that for sure. Mr. Nobody. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think a lot of people like oh, that yes. movie. So it's streamed really well with Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, um she, I've she never was in Trigger, but that was her most. She's reason. actually
1: she's actually like infamous for she was cast as Penny Lane. And almost famous and had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts from the Law of Enclosures, which was filming in her home country of Canada. So she was recast by Kate Hudson, who was, of course, nominated for an Oscar for that role.
0: Great yeah. job, Kate. That was great, but yeah, that so, would have been a different. So career. I'm glad we're
1: talking about Sarah Polly now because I'm curious to see how much <laughs> she will come up in our discussion of the film, which we will get into soon, people. But if you're new to our podcast, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Oh, she
0: was in she was in Slings and Arrows. Know, did you oh, guys yes. ever watch? She was in the oh, sli- God, she was in was like the great, the third
1: episode. season or something. Mm-hmm. I love really it. Speak, you know who else was in Slings and Arrows? Rachel McAdams. <laughs> nice. Was it Ben Whishaw in that? Isn't he Richard? This. Wasn't he? Um... No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Forget I said that. He's in the Holocron. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 Yeah. He okay. If so you're new to our podcast, we're going to keep it spoiler free for a couple minutes. I actually think there's some context um, about what's in the novel specifically that isn't thrown up front in the movie um, that I think is useful if you haven't seen this movie and you're considering seeing it. I'm going to put off that context until right before our spoiler section. We do that sometimes where we give a little intro, we do our general, what'd you think, what'd you feel, spoiler free. And then when we segue into spoilers, I'll provide some more context, which you can take it or leave if you haven't seen the movie yet. Because uh, I knew nothing about this going in, and I yeah, thought same. that benefited me. Also, if you're new to the podcast, at the end of the episode, we will give you our recommendations in our final segment, What You've Been Watching. And we are going to get through some gripes of the week. So if you are just here for the movie, you can go ahead and scoot along, but it'll just be a couple minutes. But first, as always, we got to shout out our sponsors. So, John, why don't you take it from there?
0: We have a beer sponsor. His name is Carlos Barozzo. He texted me the other day a little happy birthday message. Carlos, what's oh! up? Thank you, buddy. He was better um, than me. Sorry. Yeah, happy birthday, yeah, John. <laughs> hey, thanks, you guys. <laughs> uh he has a handle on Instagram. You can find it in our show notes and our link tree, beer. Give him a follow, some likes, some love. And the music you hear on this episode and every single episode is provided by the artist Dasin. That's Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. You can find this music and all the other music that guy makes. It's available for free on the usual music platforms. Go there, follow, listen, subscribe. And please hit us up as well on all of our socials. You can find all that stuff in our social uh, links, in our show notes, in our link tree. Everything is there, right? front of you we're also on youtube folks i don't know i already mm. commented on it but uh these videos are available if you want to see us talking about these things um i forget we're videoing ourselves all the time so i probably look like a <laughs> oh, an yeah. unkempt asshole for a good bit <laughs> of it but uh I, they're there if you want to watch
1: nice dave anything you want to nice. say any news you want to any news you want to get to no i we, know uh, i know
2: the uh the academy just had their vfx bake off this week um, so Bank that was a little, a little bit exciting yeah they uh because they have the long list and they get like right. the 10 companies on the long list to come in and s- basically run and through the process of how they did it and uh in, in front of a like with a panel in an audience and that sort of thing and that's how they narrow it down to like the five that go on the list so they I haven't released the list yet but yeah the, the bake-off is a like it's like vfx royalty it's great i, should I mean, do a reality show of that Ding. I'm surprised they don't like, I'm surprised they don't like stream it somewhere obscure or something. Like, yeah, I there's a whole community of people guys, that would
0: be really interested in that.
2: Stream everything, but then, then, Top Gun so Maverick yeah, would uh-huh. have to give away where the actual VFX shots are in the film, so they don't want the
0: public there's, knowing that. That, that is true, yeah. There is, it is a magic show, it's kind of like magicians. Oh, revealing I got you, dude. Secrets. No, yes. I feel you, man. It's, yeah. Well, but anyway.
1: then everybody in the room tells their assistants, who tells their friends that they're drinking with, and then everybody will slowly find out.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: All so, right. Should we, on. Should, we get in, should we get into our gripes of the week so Let's we can finally get to talking about women talking? All right, fellas, do either of you have a gripe that you need to get off your chest? John, John, you've been you have been delaying your gripe. You've been not griping the past few weeks. <laughs> I haven't Actually,
0: haven't. Been... No, that's not true.
1: Sure. It's just us. Just last week.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've been. Uh... Super frustrated by anything. Dave, if you have one, start And I know I'll think of something while you're, uh, while right, you're going.
2: Dave. I'm fucking mad. Okay. Oh, wow. Start yeah, that timer. Hot. I'm just, fucking just mad. It, this is not yeah, a grind. I'm fucking mad. Dude, Um, Jeez. little film called Terrifier 2 this year that came out. Did really, really well. Budget $250,000. Made $10 million in the, in the theaters. Um, Jesus Christ. The star of that, Lauren Levera, who's on Twitter. I follow a few of the guys just to keep up with how it's going. Because I was like, this is like a little engine that could. It's great. I'm going to follow it. <laughs> she has been literally fielding sexual harassment on Twitter all week. Like what? she's had people commenting on her looks and complaining that she doesn't do enough nudity and uh, what, enough what, yeah, nudity? telling her she's, she's, you know, not, not the right body type for them anyway, when they didn't get what they wanted and that sort of thing. And this is fucking appalling. And you know what? This is not Twitter. Everyone's like, Oh, that's what Twitter is like. No, this is not Twitter. This is men. This is men doing this. For, for instance, uh, at a strange man, six, six, nine, you pretty much know what you're getting with there. Um, Patrick's casket on Twitter uh, and at James Jordan free, whose Twitter feed on his, it's, this is a burner account. Obviously this was created in 2021 is just nuts has a bible quote at his header and if you ever wanted an endless stream of maga retweets that's the place to go but
0: they've spent is this the whole man a week member of the cult of in women talking
2: <laughs> uh, they're, 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 like there's a uh, I, I don't know but like there's definitely some like a references on the page but it's it's like this is not twitter this is men and men need to stop doing this. And I'm not saying this in defense of women because quite frankly, Lauren's been doing quite fine defending herself all week. I'm saying this because it's disgusting. Now, you didn't. If you're a friend of someone who pulls this shit with women, just stop and listen. And if you see something going on, tell them it's not cool. Because if you just shut up, yeah. they're going to keep doing it. Everyone needs to just step up and stop this bullshit. Stop turning a blind eye to it. Stop thinking it's okay. It's not okay. You're ruining people's fucking day. It's bullshit. Stop this behavior men.
0: Yeah. Dave calling out the actual handles too. And I went over. Oh yeah. Fuck those guys. Come at us if you (laughs) want. Like half their thing is anonymity. Well, now, now everyone knows who you are. That's, I I mean, mean, I know it. And I know what you mean. And I will completely respect and, and observe what you said that it's not just Twitter. It's men, but Twitter and things like that do allow those kinds of men to hide pretty easily and give them a megaphone. Really it actually promotes like, like, yes. like, if there's yeah. a certain
1: language and it, it puts it up to the top because it. But knows I'm, I'm just, most I'm just saying, like yeah. my, my point is, if the people who
2: are around these people can stop mm-hmm. them before they get to it, then maybe, I guess, maybe I guess it becomes, so. maybe I, the I world they becomes can have a nicer place. Like this, this doesn't need to happen, and it's ridiculous that it happens yeah. to people. Like this, this girl suddenly be. I mean, I'm I'm not sure exactly how famous she was beforehand. um Cause the, I just happened upon, like I was following it from terrifying onwards. I don't know these guys, but it's yeah. like, this
0: it's, is well, it's kind of like, whole... you don't,
2: you don't deserve that. It's like literally he complained that they was like, she didn't get naked in the movie. She came back with, well, I don't think I need to get naked in the movie. And he's, his response was something along the lines of, Oh, well, you know, you're, you're too fat for me anyway. Then why
0: did you ask? First of all, that guy has never touched a naked woman in his entire life. <laughs> Second of all, these, these, these kinds of, what bothers me and. We've all been following along. Our podcast has talked about the whole Elon Musk debacle and how he was taking back the freedom of speech in, in Twitter. And he immediately
1: silenced journalists.
0: People, yeah, exactly. People who are in how antithetical it is that like the idea and the principle of freedom of speech that was laid down for. I don't want to get into the weeds of what founding fathers need to be held uh, accountable for. But the idea and the principle of when that kind of application should be should be used as a right in a civil society and you think that this is one of those examples because those fucking incels use that shit as some kind of like, I have a right to say that you do have a yeah. right to say it. And then we have a right to deal with you accordingly. And I think, I, you know, whether that's canceling you know your what? account, no, you whether that's you do, yeah, you know, you shutting have a right you down. To say that. Fuck your rights. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like even they're, they're saying that like You're, they think that you, you can't you censor You do me. not have, have a right to, right to, say, to say, say something
2: that's going to hurt someone else. It's true. And I think everyone's forgotten yeah.
0: that. Yeah, you certainly don't have a right. Unfortunately, that is a space where you are allowed to say what you want, but it is up to us, like yeah, not this the repercussions. Right response. <laughs> no, it's the right this yeah. is the right response for just a community to just be like, this guy keeps saying that, whatever his name, 669, and fuck that guy, and nobody listened to him. And what her name was, you know, I hope she's not listening to him either, and that somebody just we ignore him enough so that his Twitter feed gets no hits. Unfortunately, that's the fucking algorithm we're dealing with, right? You just cancel your fucking Twitter or stop looking at his posts, and eventually his click bullshit will just Just, be silenced.
2: You are well within your rights to use that block function and literally silence these people. It's not censorship. uh, It's just you don't have to put up with what they're saying.
0: Yeah. Very apropos, Dave. I'm sure we're about to get into a lot of that kind of Kind of discussion about so this movie mad. we're talking about today. So mad. Yeah, well, good man. Were you? I, I'm curious. Did that happen before you saw this movie, or was I this found kind it. Of in the? Midst I found of it on or? the train
2: heading for the AMC. Yeah.
0: Oh shit! You came yeah. in hot. To what I came in too. hot. <laughs> good, perfect. Jeff, do you got anything? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Right? Okay. Hit it. Kill. Go hit it. <laughs> I have another relevant one. Okay, guys, I think it's time for us to stop pretending like this country was founded on religious freedom. We need to stop. This country was not founded on <laughs> religious freedom. This country was founded on certain people who wanted to be in secular societies, not secular, sorry, th- uh, theological, they wanted to live in theocracies. That's the word I'm looking for. And just their own theocracy. So if you're from the North, you had to be a, um, yeah, the, the Puritan, their form of Protestantism, Puritan, if you were a Quaker. Quaker
0: pilgrim, yeah, yeah, no, If you were a Quaker,
1: yeah. you couldn't, you, no, Quakers was different, that's why they were all in Pennsylvania. I didn't know. I don't know if you know this. In Virginia, the Virginia Colony, until 1776, you were not allowed to live in Virginia if you were not um, Anglican Protestant. <laughs> So, the only reason that 1776 is important is because we pretended to get along with each other's religions to unify the colonies against the British. Because if we didn't, we all would have been. If you weren't, you couldn't live in Virginia. So, it, it doesn't make any sense. So, guys, we came here to discriminate. We came here to form our own religion and discriminate against everybody else. We literally did that on we 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 did not come for religious freedom we came for the opposite of that we just wanted it to be our religion that's it and that's why again the quakers were in pennsylvania so i and this is also before muslims and, and the jews so if you can imagine You can imagine. I don't think in the Bible, or sorry, in the Constitution, they were sitting there going, oh, yeah, and by the way, on Saturday, we can take that off for our Jewish friends. And on Friday, we should make room for certain religions to pray. I do not think that's how this nation was founded. So we we just have to be realistic about these conversations as we segue into talking about our film. Yeah, me and Jeff lighting up the
2: YouTube.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the religion of uh, damn it. I wish I was more. I wish I was more clear in my language there. But I think we all know what I'm talking
0: about. No, I know what you mean. And the religion of the holy capitalistic dollar. That's what really founded this country. I mean, pilgrims may have wanted to leave yeah. here the most, but then capitalists were like, "We can exploit those motherfuckers yep. and make a lot Two of money." Two biggest
1: lies: all men are created equal, <laughs> and freedom of religion. Kind of not not. I guess the second one wasn't a lie, but it's certainly dishonest.
0: Yeah, let's talk about women talking because <laughs> it. No, no, no. I'm glad both right. of you are bringing so about both if, of these
2: things because we, we, this is our drop-in point on YouTube. If anyone has uh, skipped straight to this point, go back. Yeah, <laughs> it's.
1: Worth I didn't it. mean to do that one, but Dave, you inspired me because yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Um,
0: I have another okay. gripe actually. If we're just going to point All out right, let's some go. things, let's let Let me, rock just, one last let's one. me uh, a little bit of levity, even though it's a serious subject. Why do white men who have taken the oath of presidency have such trouble putting top secret documents in the right places? I don't I don't understand. Put your fucking toys away. What is happening? Yeah. Is this a common thing? And now, you know, because of Trump's issue, now we're just like looking around and we're finding things places. Would this happen if you looked at every ex-president or vice president's house? I I don't know. Um, But this has just been a, a really strange eye-opening thing i don't think this would be news at all in another time if it wasn't for the way he handled his situation i mean i I, I want to say if you also don't feel super comfortable that it was just there were some top secret documents locked in biden's garage but also (laughs) if uh, if
2: you're gonna if you're gonna throw stones make sure your fucking house is in order
0: yeah because then they found more later (laughs)
2: like he literally just discounted his entire argument it's like well,
1: not a entire one, because he he didn't yeah. obstruct he didn't obstruct justice. Also, it was a lot know, fewer, so like it if, is if you, it's, it's hard to accidentally steal a hundred. If you're going to take the high it's ground, is, you it's it's have to, to be flawless 20.
2: with these people.
0: Like if so, yeah. I mean, look, yeah. it is it but is possible defense, that he did. Yeah, know? he I, shouldn't have said that. But I want to be I want to live in a world where people make mistakes. They're just what is the great John um, in Jurassic Park? I do not blame people for their mistakes. I only ask that they pay for them and i just you know i just want to live in a Capitalism. world where the way you deal with those things is is you know you're held accountable accordingly and anyway not to get too political but they they're handling it very differently and somehow it uh See, we swing at it's both sides, people. We are
1: fair, just... open, and honest to those who deserve sure, it. Are you ready sure. to talk about fuck Women Talking? Oh, yeah, God, yes, uh, please. Let's
0: talk about Women Talking, yeah. <laughs> Written and directed this by Sarah Pauly based on the... I'm not drinking because I said fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> okay, <Fuck> you, Dave. <laughs> based on <Actually>. the 2018...
1: <laughs> yeah. oh. This is based on the 2018 novel of the same name as we mentioned before. The cast of this film, we got one Critics' Choice nomination, but it really is a fantastic ensemble piece that <laughs> is anchored... By Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Judith Ooh. Ivy, and the lone male representative in this film, or at least the lone adult male, is the only ben, one you see their face. Whishaw. ben Whishaw. Um, this is produced by Don't a... forget
0: about Will Bowes, the census bus driver, the census is... truck
1: driver. <laughs> Okay, cool. You're just looking at IMDb now and Chad B. Black. Black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are other people in this film as well. That is true. Uh, those are the names you probably know. And um, last but not least is Frances McDormand who was a producer on this film, of course. Yeah. And I'm really happy that she chose the role that she chose because um, when I saw her, I was like, oh, shit. is fucking on. Yeah. And and did she have like two lines? Just, like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was mostly unspoken, her role. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt also produced this with his company and... Um, that the, the nomination went to Jesse Buckley, no surprise to those of us who have seen it based on just those kinds of things being drawn to the award show. But Gosh, this, this is, so is very much an ensemble hmm. piece. Very curious to hear you to talk about that. Um, and I'll give you the pitch, but I'm leaving out one detail if you're looking at the IMDb pitch. I'm going to leave out one detail because it caught me by surprise. And I would like for those of us who haven't heard sorry, those of our listeners who haven't heard it yet to not know one little tiny thing.
0: Why don't you just start the ID the uh, IMDB blurb after the comma?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's good. Okay. The women of an isolated religious community grapple with reconciling a brutal reality with their faith. And I think we can say what the reality is, which is there have been a lot of rapes, a lot of sexual assault, um, to the point where most, if not all, of the women who are congregating I think it's all, all of the women mm-hmm. who are congregating have yeah, been raped and they live kids, in kids,
0: women, like all of them. And that's yeah. the,
1: the inciting incident of this film, which is, uh, we, we can also say was a child was assaulted. I believe the child and, was
0: three
2: and woke up. Oh no, no. The inciting, uh, the inciting or, incident was the girl catching him. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because
2: but, like because she, she saw his face and realized they'd been lied to.
1: Yes, yeah, so that the society has decided to tell women that the devil, ghosts, evil spirits were actually committing the violence, which has literally shown l- the women are left bloody. like they, they have they have scars to show from these yeah, attacks. It's the commune um, equivalent of well, what were you wearing? Uh, and because a kid found that it was a man, they arrested all of the men in this society and took them to jail. and they are going to post bail. They have two days, the women have two days. Before the men are going to post bail and return home. So they essentially have two days to decide what to do. I think that's a decent enough place to leave. Is it?
2: Was it clear? Because I I thought it was only the the one guy that they caught that, that she saw his face and ID'd him was taken to jail. The other ones went in to bail him out.
0: I'm not sure now that you're bringing it up. I thought the Fuck ones man. he named I'm, were also yeah, I'm, taken into custody. I'm, I'm pretty sure they only custody. took three of them. Yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure they only took like three of so them. He so where was are the, called, where are this, the rest of the men? The rest of the men went to town to bail him out.
1: But then he comes back.
0: Just to get more him, money. Yeah, which is, to, yeah, And he wasn't the he one, comes one back who to was get more money. accused. It wasn't Klaus. It was another person that is unnamed. It's well, it's always an unnamed person anybody who wonders
1: if we edit this podcast you got your answer (laughs) yeah
0: there you go Uh, a little Um, it 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 doesn't really matter i think that's kind of the observation that we should make is that these there's just enough information that's put together for you so you get an idea of how men and women interact in this community and Mm. there are literally two men who are represented in this community i guess three in a way but definitely two ben we who was Uh, He is the teacher because he's considered kind of a failed man. He's a failed farmer. And he represents like this community's idea of something less than what they consider men. And he is a part of this uh, community of women uh, because he has been chosen to take the minutes because he's the school teacher. He's the most educated. And there is this archetypal abuser, one of the husbands in the community named Klaus. And those are really the only two men that we hear talked about this whole movie. Or not even talked to Ben Wishall, talked about a little bit, talked about exclusively Klaus. And he kind of represents the men of the community. And just to clarify as well, they do establish that it's not just men who are doing the raping, it's young men and maybe even super young men that we might um, call young, you know, old boys or young, very young men. So it's uh, it's rampant, it's extreme. And that's one of the most interesting things about this. It's taught. uh, this They're vehicle. teaching the
1: boys, and they mm. are excellent students. Also, one yeah. other clarifying point is they use nightshade to drug the women at night, so these are all planned attacks.
0: Yeah, these are blackout Cosby-style fucking. Th- there's a reason and then why telling th- these the women didn't happen. Open. Yeah, exactly. These women are unconscious mm. apparently systemically. I guess it's happened for a long time. It's the same thing that they use to. I thought this was this was powerful that they say it's the same thing that they use to knock out the cows. Whenever yeah. they need to do, oh, yeah, you know, powerful. some kind of medical things or, or to put them down and stuff, so they're knocking these young women out, these old young everybody children women out. I mean, this this is based on actual
1: events, loosely. It is loosely based on actual events. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. I think any any event that you can say that has taken any harm that has been put against women is at some point in history, yeah, a fucking true event. We can just count on that.
2: Yeah, this one was in Bolivia. It was a community in Bolivia, I, I believe, in like 2009 or something.
0: Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. <laughs> Let's, uh, what'd you guys think? What'd you guys feel of *Moving talking? Yeah. Dave, you came in hot. We were joking about it earlier, but seriously came in hot to this movie, feeling already upset with men in general. How did this, how did this movie treat you coming into it with that kind of perspective? Um, I was like, lulled
2: in. I was, I was so high up in AMC. Like they had this right at the back. So like, I just about needed oxygen to get to the theater. Um, because it's a fucking tall theater, man. And, uh, yes. you know, I sat down and it came in um, as it does, like it starts off with a, a narration telling you the story. I'm like, all right, cool. So this gives you everything you need to know. And then we settled into everyone in the barn where they're talking and that's where the brunt of the movie happens. And I felt like this is, it's in no by no means a blockbuster. It's by no means anything like that, but this is, this is what theater is for. This movie, it's you know, you go, you sit in the dark, you see something that affects you, and in this case, this one really did like enrage me because it was literally just them. Some some people and like it. Some people have had grown to accept it. Some people were angry that it was happening and they wanted it out. Some people wanted revenge. Like and that's those were the three arguments basically they were they were positing during the the thing the performances in this are phenomenal Rooney Mara. I don't think ever misunderstands the assignment. Um, did you notice, um, it had two of the leads of the dragon tattoo movies, uh, Rooney Mara and Claire Foy have both played Elizabeth in different dragon oh, tattoo yeah, movies. Claire
1: did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Has she um, really? I didn't
1: know that. She was yeah. in the, the, the um, I be a the fun conversation? Blog? whatever, whatever that other book was. Yeah. Uh, it was go on the spider's web. She yeah. played it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, I I enjoyed this. It's not going to make you feel good. I can tell you that. But I feel like it's something you should definitely watch. But not because not just because of like the social commentary and like the situation that it discusses, but also because it's such a well-made film. The pacing is beautiful, the shots are beautiful. Like they alternate lenses between the wides and the insides. It's yeah. I I enjoyed this. Well, I wouldn't yeah. say I
0: enjoyed this, but I was compelled by it. Yeah. John yeah, I think I'm I think that's how I'll start by saying I don't really think it matters if you like or dislike this movie. It's yeah. effective in its messaging. And messaging is probably sliding what it does. Um I think anyone who has had their ears open and reads newspapers or is on the internet at all, if you're alive for the past, you know, five or six years now, this conversation has been happening with your friends, with your family, on the internet, everywhere. So my favorite thing about mm-hmm this was that Sarah Polly chose to adapt a book that dealt with these, these conversations and these issues with such an extreme scenario that it kind of forces, it it allows the characters to still have a complicated conversation, but with really hard rules. So it allowed them in one aspect, I'm a passionate atheist and fuck all religion. But for the (sighs) sake of this, for the sake of this storytelling, I think that it actually allowed for you to, to have some kind of hard context for why they had to see things in a certain way philosophically, and that actually ended up allowing someone like me, who doesn't appreciate, not because they don't know the situation, but doesn't necessarily appreciate or resonate with the their justification for why they're using that philosophy, it allowed someone like me to still to still see figuratively, metaphorically, the points that she's trying to open you up to. I don't, you know, we can talk and I'm sure we will talk about what we're supposed to take away from this. But um, initially, you know, I'm always a little icky when I sit down and watch religious movies and when the conversation is just exclusively based on religious context. Um, But I felt like this did a good job of kind of transcending that by the end of it so that it ended up being a much more interesting conversation because of those hard lines. And of course the performances are wonderful. It is, exactly what is in the title this is a movie about women sitting around in a circle and talking about these issues and that's pretty much it so you need to actually sit down and know that it's kind of like 12 angry men like it is just people talking you're not gonna there's no chase scene there's no 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 action scene It's, it's not about
2: that i will say the like the establishment that the men have left and they have two days adds a really good ticking clock like tense element
1: I, th- I
0: thought they were coming back in two yeah, and does. I
1: thought that's why they had to act, and that's why they were able to take all the horses and carriages without
0: anybody noticing, because I thought that they It does, although, although I'm not, if I'm, I'm being not, fair, I, just, I could be wrong. I didn't, I didn't, I, I know what you mean, Dave, and I think they, I appreciate that. The filmmaking doesn't have an enormous sense of tension or urgency. I think it is really about these people having this conversation mm. at that time in their lives more than it is about the ticking clock. Uh, that was always useful when it did come up. But it, yeah. for me, the best moments of this film were when somebody started in one place and found themselves arguing either another another stance completely or just they when they would get lost in the conversation and then somebody would kind of start laughing about the absurdity of, of the scenario or laughing about how somebody could have a completely different take on the whole situation. Um, the journeys that these women take in in terms of their uh, positioning from where they start is why you're going to watch something like this. And, of course, you know, you are. it's one of those movies that I've said before, like, you're kind of sitting back as an audience member. Clearly, they're trying to make a point. So you're in your head when you're watching it initially. They're going to start talking about it. But if you stick with it, it really does. By the second, I think by the end of the first congregatory scene in the barn, uh, there's basically three of them. By the end of the first mm-hmm. one, I was on board. And the second and third one are much more interesting conversations. The first one is like, let's get you here. Let's start talking about the issues. We'll point out our stances. Everybody's heard those before. What happens in the second and third time is when the the thing I was saying initially, when it really gets heightened, because of their philosophies with their religion, you're able to talk about these things in a different way than I think we talk about in our modern times America, which was super refreshing for me. How about you, uh, Jeff?
1: um yeah I'm, I'm with you i I think that to start with the old i i turned my fucking heater off i swear on my <laughs> life i turned it off before and then i just turned it off again and it's still
0: like shouting i can't hear it you're yeah. good
1: man yeah you're good
0: i can't hear well, it at well all.
1: zoom cuts it out I don't, it'll go into my separate audio recording before dave mixes this thing together um That's true. it's got a it's fucking new york man these it was so freezing and uh, whatever okay i drank. turn my drink thing off Um, okay. I'll have more. Fine. Um, I agree. No, I, 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 I really like this movie there. You're right. It's, it's 12 angry men is a good stomping point. You know, maybe that is why women talking 12 angry men. I, I don't, I don't know if it needs that comparison or it has to be compared to, um, a more masculine dominated, um, you know, piece, but What I would say is that the blocking in this is great and really the the construction of the dialogue because, you know, like most good pieces, they're having this conversation, but we don't know their backstory when they start. So the way that we can start to learn about these characters, you know, it's just the dialogue and you can start to mine you know, information to fill in the gaps of who these people are and why they feel this certain way. And then you start seeing a little bit of flashback and a little bit more um, backstory. And you hear the characters start to reveal a little bit more of themselves, all in the context of this story, more specifically this conversation um the way in which this unravels is is handled really 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 well could there have been some more dramatic tension here and there yes i guess so but the, that's not the point of the film so i think that's what you were saying john which i completely agree with um so for me i know this sounds crazy but it in in the book it's actually from the only literate person's point of view it's essentially the the minutes um I forget if we made mm. that clear that that the women
0: aren't taught.
1: So, <laughs> What's I, going on out there? <laughs> is it me now or is that you?
0: I think it was a neighbor. Yeah, I think they yeah. screamed.
2: One of John's Sorry. neighbors got the Sorry. bad crack
1: today.
0: <laughs> um, so, so the book is from
1: Ben Whishaw's character's point of view, August. The women aren't allowed to... to oh, wow. They're not allowed... The whole thing is the minutes and his thoughts. He's writing the whole time, which they do a decent job in the movie of every time they look over, he's just kind of like scribbling and doing things. The whole... Which I think is fascinating mm. that the only male character, the whole thing is from his point of view. I think that's a very interesting device. Um, mm. That I don't, I don't have the, the mental wherewithal to unpack that appro- appropriately. And I didn't read the book. Um, but when... We had the. I know this sounds crazy, but when we had the outsider point of view, so when we had the tween girls start to turn, when we had Ben Wishaw start to emote, when he started to, at first he wanted to be in the background and he did a good job of it, but you could tell, like, Mm. I mean, how how well crafted. He's really one of our finest actors. Like, he's a true character actor, not a Gene Hackman character actor, but a true character actor. We're Um, we're we're dancing on spoilers too now. Yeah, yeah, but like once we started they did a really good job of, of going in and out in and out in and out we had our, our four main characters essentially um I I'm, mean I'm, I'm counting in Judith Ivy's character and the, and the other um elder lady who I'm, I'm not as familiar with and then they, they she started doing Sarah probably did a really good job of starting to show us a little bit farther out um and seeing the the what what the stakes are I thought that became more gripping and more powerful as we went along um and I thought they handled the, the little cutaways they did, too, really well. There was one that just fucking knocked me out. When you oh had all of these women, they all just started laughing hysterically. It was, the only, it was the first time in the movie where all of these women who had been through serious trauma and are, are contemplating a very serious question, um, or I guess a series of questions, but they're contemplating one possibility based on a list of three choices, which we'll unravel in a second. And they just start something, I forget, I don't even remember what it was. And they start laughing hysterically, hysterically, hysterically. Mm. And then out of nowhere, our narrator just says, sometimes I think people laugh as hard as they'd like to cry. Out of nowhere, they just fucking dumped that on us. And then they went into this little section where it started to come back down and we started the kids running around and such. And Mm. when we have liberated ourselves, we will have to ask who we are the fact that they're sitting there and they have to not just contemplate what to do, but also who are we? Are we the kind of people who leave if we, et cetera. So I know we're, I'm dancing on spoilers, but yes, you are. these lines were very profound and they were very earned and they were very simple. And, and I think women talking is such a good title because you can literally put any adjective after it and it works. Women talking fast, women talking slow, women talking profound, women talking, Um, aggressively women talking sweetly women talking angrily women talking kindly every single adjective works after that initial title and i saw this in subtitles because that was the only time that i could go and it would say women speaking indiscernibly, women singing (laughs) women and so it was really fun to watch that as well and i got the gush alarm so thank you for playing me off i will shut the fuck up
2: all right so we're gonna uh, we're gonna move into spoilers so we can just open this up and not have to dance around certain things
0: yeah. So nice.
2: we're going to turn on the spoilers. Uh, yeah, go and go and see this. Get know, hold of it.
1: I know you just came off my section, but can I tell you a little bit more about what's in the book and where this is coming from? Would that be helpful? After, after I hit the spoiler sure. button? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, Bolivia is where this um, the actual events took place between 2005 and 2009. 130 women claimed to have been raped. Um, And they were using an animal anesthetic, as you mentioned. This is a Mennonite society, so it probably looks and feels like the puritanical things we've seen in New England or Pennsylvania, of course. Um, There are believed to be 30,000 to 40,000 Mennonites in Bolivia right now. So we can imagine that this kind of stuff is still happening. Um, Many speak Low German and do not speak Spanish or any other native language. They shun technology, etc. 150 women testified during the trial. And they claimed that hundreds of more were being silenced. And the men were ultimately sentenced to 25 years of prison. So I guess that is ultimately a good thing. But I should also mm. say, it was good to go in. I had no fucking idea this was set in 2010 until they said the census thing was coming yeah, around. Right? And I was like, what? I, I just thought it was set in the old times, but they were talking like now to make it a little bit timeless. They, they, they pulled a shy on us. I had no idea. So, and because it's funny that these women can't read or write but they were speaking as if they could be standing in a pulpit. And I thought that was a very interesting choice. That,
2: that Yeah, that kind of, um, on occasion, I noticed that. And I was like, if you have no access to education, how do, how do they learn some of the words they're using in the context of those words? Like through overhearing conversation
1: or what? And I, that bore me out of it for a second. I wonder yeah. if um, if all of the words were in the Bible and because they're only taught the Bible orally. And so yeah. I imagine, I wonder if they only used language that was found in the Bible. I wonder if that was an assignment for a writing assistant or something.
0: Anyway, where should I we head anything. now? I think, I think that's supposed to be It's kind of what I was talking about, that this issue has existed forever, mm-hmm. and it exists in all societies. And it does now.
1: Oh, sorry, only yeah. eight men were sentenced to 25 years in prison.
0: Hmm, I wonder that if it sounds like right. in the movie, the ones that were named... Yes, that's something that I mean. it's, uh, it's loosely you know, based that, on that event. Very. Loosely. Yes. And that's something that's something that I thought we kind of touched on it earlier. But again, like we're, we're going to we're probably going to end up talking about some specifics that happen in the movie. But those specifics are supposed to be suggestions for what you're supposed to take away from an issue movie. Mm, this is yeah. you can't hide from it. Right. And one of the things that I did find really interesting was that. Her lack of clarification and therefore ambiguity on how Mm. many men were doing the raping. Yeah. Because every single woman, female, child, it didn't matter. Every single one of them was raped. There were no exceptions. Mm. And yet we didn't find out because a lot of this is from the female perspective in this community. All we know is that one person was caught and that one young man named three other people. That's all we know. Uh, and then we eventually find out that that Klaus character, one of the only husbands. Another thing I was confused about: who's married and who's not. Is nobody else married, or was it just Jesse Buckley's character? Because he's the only husband that gets referred to. Also, abusive, drinking alcoholic racist. or uh, racist, uh, rapist. I'm it's trying to racist to too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I found that. I found that. Just, I'm just trying to give more and more examples of how extreme the scenario is. Could you really uh, imagine being aspects, that one guy that name
1: names when you go back to the colony, and all the women are gone, and now you're stuck with this no. guy name names.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, how do you want to talk about this, you guys? Because I feel like I know you give me shit when I jump to the I, end of things, but the ultimate, the ultimate result I mean, the how decision is, there is, is kind of what it's yeah. what this movie is about. And the way you unpack that decision, I think is what's so interesting about this movie.
2: Just before we move to that, I want to, I found it very interesting when we started the conversation, they were posing the conversation as questions, not statements. It was like, these are our options. What, what do we think of this? What, what, what are our options here? What, what should we do? And it's almost like they were inviting you in to decide a path along with them, like in from the film perspective. And I, same as, occasionally comes some of the characters i found myself changing sides because i was all about when those guys get them back fuck them up mm-hmm. like scythe in the field gonna find pieces of bodies for let's, years fuck them up
0: let's clarify first that initially this film opens with them saying yes we're totally uneducated but today we learned to vote and as a absolute absolute democracy every woman in the community and i think children too voted on three choices do nothing stay and fight or leave and after oh, the first that one was forgive
1: yeah there was forgive as part of it Forgiving. Forgive. Forgive was, was it was yeah. do nothing no,
0: forgiveness goes into oh yeah it's do nothing forgiveness can bleed in that's i thought that was one of my favorite conversations well that's, about that's yeah that's where it forgiveness got, could find its yeah. way into all of them that, that um, happened so later do nothing stay and fight or leave and then after that because there were there was a tie between st- uh, stay and fight and leave there was a representative democracy that was appointed by three, basically three families of women. And initially, um, in that first conversation, Francis McDormand is the matriarch of the family that wanted to do nothing. I thought it was very interesting that off the bat, she says, "I think we should do nothing one more time." She basically poses her her stance, and then they say, "Well, we're not going to do that." And she just exits, and we never yeah. see her again, <laughs> like well, until yeah. we see yeah, like a glimpse yeah. of her at the end. So um, again, i just I can't help but we're not watching a movie. It's an issue movie, and I'm not really interested in characters as much as I am with what the characters are saying and doing. So I couldn't help but observe very from the very beginning. Women who are not willing to even take part in these conversations are going to have these decisions made for them <laughs> or or are going to be left out of the conversation. Yeah. And I thought that was a that was almost one of the only things that was absolute for me in this movie. In terms of what I felt like was being represented or suggested, she chose not to be a part of it and therefore she really has no she's not really going to have any impact on what happens to her or her daughters or the other women in that community. Mm. And it's like staying home how. on election day. Yeah. Even though she did vote, and she was, you know, point I'll of take it. it. Um, so, did she? Did she have a child with that, that had needs? Yeah, her granddaughter think... was blind in one, in either one or both eyes. We saw somebody
1: at the end too that um, had a disability, and I couldn't remember if it was Francis's child or if it's somebody else's. But her child um, is was well, her daughter was, and... yeah.
0: Yeah, Maybe I couldn't remember if it was had, grandchild had or if she was just a helper needs.
1: in the society. Yeah, I, I, all these things. I, I sound like I'm unclear. Like I don't remember the movie, but I think it's intentional that um, these little details don't take over the point of the movie. Because um, I think what they're also saying is that people have their own self-interest. You know that. Uh, so it's not just mom mentality. This is a very richly democratic process. Um, I also thought it was fascinating that. It was it's Claire Foy's daughter that had the most recent assault, right? Who was four years old. And Jesse Buckley was the the more angry character. Not that it's that simple, but um she was more of the firestorm, more of the firecracker, I would say. Not initially.
0: I feel like Claire Foy was. Well, of course. Ready of course, not initially, initially, because it
1: happened right away. But then the, the, it, they almost, I guess in a way they almost sort of switch sides to the point where Jesse yeah. Buckley, I thought she was going to start, you know, tearing walls down or something mm. in there. That
2: that whole speech where they got involved about if I stay, I'm going to become a murderer and violate my
1: own. Oh, faith. Th- what, that's like another that. one of my. That's another yeah. one of my favorite lines. None of us are murderers, and Rooney Mara says, "Not yet." Yeah.
0: Ah. Mm. All right. I don't. I. I don't. If you guys want to start it off differently, I can but I don't know how to talk about this movie without talking about the decision. So yeah, Yeah. they eventually decide to leave Mm -hmm. and they have a lovely conversation at the very beginning of the first meeting of the differences between the certain vocabulary they're going to use to define what they're hoping to achieve by whatever goal they decide upon. And one of the first initial debates on that kind of vocabulary is, are we fleeing or are we leaving? And On the ballot, the initial ballot, it was leaving, and they have a kind of get into one of their first arguments over. There's a difference between running away, fleeing, and choosing of your own agency for the right reasons, and that's relative to you and your goals for why you're. That makes more sense for you to continue living the life you want, and for them, that was completely relative to their religious, their relationship with their faith, with God, and their community of women that they were trying to, you know, protect. So. Mm At the end of this, at the end of this movie, they come to the decision that they should leave, and I. Uh, so I'm ready to just ask you guys like what we thought about that because I was talking about I wanted to go see this with my girlfriend, and Elizabeth and I were talking on the way home, and of course, you know all the we went in and out of a bunch of different conversations, but I feel like the overarching thing that was the most relevant to me was that this ultimate statement from this director who's making an issue movie is that these women choose to exit the community they're in. So that left me with two enormous thoughts in my head. And the questions are wonderful. I'm not saying I have any hard answers here. One, was she saying that figuratively or metaphorically, because most of us don't live in an insulated religious community, that we are or the answer is to leave the current society, whether that's just culturally, no longer choose to subscribe to the way it was or you know I, I think we are living in that world since since me too. I feel like we are choosing and seeing especially young men it's so obvious in their that generation that's below Gen, Gen Z to just see that these kids are being raised differently. Hmm. It's not cool to to watch you know the kinds of movies and TV and the way we were cultured and nurtured to think that these cer- certain things that aren't fucking mass rape but are subtle things are no longer even accepted. We are calling them out appropriately. So one, is it, figuratively, metaphorically, leave? And two, was she using this extreme society as a vehicle to talk about the fact that this may not be objective to all society? That the way we deal, we women, the way we support as allies for females in, in our communities, is it subjective from society to society? Was this whole conversation? Cu- I kept thinking when I was watching this movie, they are deciding their own fate in this own little community. They're not talking about women everywhere. Yeah, no, they're talking about them. Yeah. And I, so and I, those are the two well, biggest it's, things it's, I walked away with. It's like the first I rule. To hear of, if you guys yeah, agreed, or it's like the
2: first rule of first aid. It's like you turn up you assess for threats to yourself, protect yourself first. And I feel like this was a case of we've been in this for so long, we know it's not going to stop. It's a cycle that's been continuing. The only decision that they were able to come to was to take themselves out of the situation. And they chose to take themselves out of the situation so this stopped happening to them because they knew that no one could help them. They All they could do was help themselves by taking themselves away. Sometimes that is the only answer. It's like if something is happening, the only thing you can do eventually is find the strength to take yourself out of that and go.
1: This isn't just an exodus, though. It is about a rebirth, which, of course, yeah. takes place. It's after also a the really film. great revenge, too, because none of those guys can fucking cook or anything. They 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 said
2: they, they wouldn't know how to take care of themselves.
0: like a, a day or two. Yeah, and she was like, they yeah. can't live without us. Yeah, certainly not after a day or two. She yeah. gave us two days. Yeah. <laughs> that's really great. Um, that's
1: so but good. yeah, it's so even though, and this is another thing about the, the words that they're using, this isn't just fleeing, this isn't just leaving, which that's what it is in this film. It's leaving the society. But it is the chance to plant a new seed in, in another society. And I actually think that Ben Whishaw's conversation, the first time he really gives them a full, like, assessment some new information for them to ponder is when they're debating whether or not 13 and 14 year old boys are safe to travel with them or whether it's mm. too late um they're like 11 and 12 seems to be safe but where is the cutoff which is you know of course puberty and and he said no it's fine you just have to it, it, it is dangerous and they're gonna have to be, we're all you know we're gonna have to be monitored and we're gonna have to be but when we go to our new place in our new society we are gonna have to essentially be extra careful that they can flex these muscles not in that way of course but that they can they because a lot of this takes place outdoors for the not the, the conversation which takes place in the barn but the way the kids are raised is outside which i actually which is a good thing you know it's it's just kids playing in the field is not the problem right and so it's like how do we explain to kids when they start realizing they're stronger when they start realizing that they have these emotions how do we train them not necessarily to contain them but to to understand to have oh my god i just heard something fucking awesome today I know I didn't finish my thought, but it was like we need to learn so that we can understand our thoughts. Some people think that reading and and educating ourselves is actually removing thoughts from our. The way we view ourselves in our life and our existence but actually we need words we need books we need reading we need facts and information to help us make sense of what already exists what is going to happen now of course that's a longer conversation that could a million dissertations could contradict each other on
0: basis of education i mean that's the whole is (laughs) it i
1: I went to (laughs) teachers college i'm telling you there is no simple answer to what is education in fact we've Many, many days we have spent citing philosophers, reading books by, by educational founders, and there is no simple answer of what is the purpose of education. But one thing we do know is that it works and it can work good, better, best, but it does work always. <laughs> and so when you go to your new society in this film, start anew. What are the founding principles? And back to what I said before, who are we? plant that hmm. seed first. And I think that's why this was really powerful for me at the end It's not just that they left, but the hope that they can discover who they yeah. actually are. And start I mean, from there.
2: to shift it to a completely different scenario. Like we just had the great resignation where so, yeah, everyone so all, yeah. Well, you know, whatever, whatever they want to call it, but everyone suddenly decided that the working conditions they were stuck in sucked and they didn't want to do it anymore. So they took themselves out of the situation and found something went somewhere else. It's, it's that, that sort of mentality it's like like cuz i know like you get stuck in corporate america it's like it's literally the lyrics to 9 to 5 dude like the boss is literally stepping on you to keep you down so that he can get ahead and so a lot of people nice, chose to take themselves out yeah i threw yeah, dolly I mean, in there it's
0: that's yeah that's not that's what i was saying <laughs> like there's w- what would be the version of this in most people's reality a shift in the zeitgeist a shift in the way you're not going to physically pack up and get in your buggy and go God knows where using celestial navigation, the way they do in this movie, it's much more physical and and tangible for them. Uh, I mean, the plane had it, but I, yeah. Australia was still Western culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Jeff, to, to what you were saying, I feel like to tie it back to one thing I found super powerful was at the very beginning, the narrator points out that in the midst of generations of this, this sexual abuse, there's such an intense sexual repression yeah. that the women, they never talk about the men, but I do want to talk about that eventually. Um, let's women get, didn't let's even get have the, to the a voc- vocabulary and the language to discuss what was happening to them. So in one aspect, there was this weird dichotomy where the tale is old as time. We have this group of women who are in this community, which was representing something that doesn't necessarily reflect a modern... A modern perspective, but the issue is just as real, and the urgency and need to talk about it and make a decision is still just as relevant. Mm. Uh, that dichotomy between that and the tools they have to understand how to deal with it—they're uh, limited. I, Dave, I do agree with you that these women were very eloquent despite being illiterate. That what I mean there, I there know, are there are several ways they could
2: yeah, there are several ways that could have yeah. come about. So I'm not going to let that ruin anything. For yeah,
0: me. we don't need to get in the weeds yeah. there, but I really enjoyed that dichotomy. And I also just thought it was, um, I also wondered, if, and I'm just going to open it up because I, I don't have answers. And I just wondered if you also felt this question, you know, stirring after you walked away, what the commentary was on sexual repression. Again, in this extreme society, those, those boys were probably also, those men and boys were also probably super sexually repressed. I don't know mm-hmm. if they they have education, the boys do go to school, but I bet they're not talking about fucking <laughs> but they're not talking about family life and family planning and sex education. So I also you thought think, it was. I don't
1: think they mention that in the Bible. They don't talk about um, family yeah, exactly. planning, ovulation no, cycles. Certainly not pleasant. ones. Yeah, there's, there's a lot
0: of rape in the Bible, so maybe that is where they plowing got it from. This is just close. One more, one more point for atheists over here. But uh, yeah, sure. Well,
1: I buzzed Dave, but sure, John, you
0: could. Yeah, Dave, Dave
1: made a plowing joke.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Plow your, yeah, sow your seed. You know what? Um, I heard somebody make an interesting.
1: I, sorry, you go ahead. You keep on. You want to roll? No,
0: I just, I just, that, that's based. I just couldn't stop thinking about that. That it was so wonderful. I thought it was so effective that you were so aware, almost in a, a maddening way, whenever you observe people who are, are, un, I think, unfortunately, caught in these scenarios where they don't realize that in another time, in another world, in the same time, they would have many more tools. They would be educated. This, they, these people weren't born into a third world country uh, in that scenario. they just I know it's the book is set in Bolivia, but this is supposed to be America. I th- and I think that mm. she wanted you to feel that way. I think this is an intentional choice from the director. And that they didn't have the tools to be able to understand what was happening to them. But they did still live in a in a place where the, the cause, the, the same cause of the rape was the same a justification for that sexual repression and lack of vocabulary. And I just couldn't help thinking about that. Since 2017, since 2018, again, if, if you're observing and you're reading, I'm very interested in the way different societies are responding to Me Too and to th- this, kind, this conversation and how they're having it. And it just, I don't know, it just kind of kept taking me back to, I'm so glad that she, Set this in a situation where it was a completely insulated society that was having to deal with it on their own. Oh, yeah. And I don't well, know But you mentioned did you, but did sexual oppression. I don't know if you guys thought about that and if it if it got into your skin at all. Yeah. No, that
2: one I didn't. I was, because uh, to me, they didn't arrest because I only, they had an outlet for it.
1: But it didn't
0: make you think, you, you didn't think once to yourself, really, every single fucking woman in this place is getting raped and every single man is possibly accusable. Like that is so extreme. So, like, where does that come from? Because I don't and think I thought, she was trying to make I think a lazy, sexual repression, statement though. that well, all I, men are rapists. I think I feel like that, I feel like.
1: Well, and of course they're they're all drugging these women, so yeah. it's, there has to I be mean, some they, kind of coordination. They did have that conversation. It's like, are
2: all these men rapists, or can we
1: fix the the, the teenagers? I think the sexual repression. was maybe. The, well, and that that kind of comes up later in the film. Yeah. but I think the sexual repression that I saw was visual because it was just the kids playing, and then they kept showing the boys sitting on the fence you know wrestling and and it seemed like they were showing them as they were at the age where they were perhaps maybe just getting a little bit stronger than their female counterparts Yeah, they, at the they were age. the boys always sat above the girls yeah they, oh yeah yeah nice they did they did a lot of that too i heard something yeah. recently um which is interesting which I think I guess ties into this movie. This movie's really well done because it's just really well layered. So you're right. This is this mm. one little conversation between three families which represent this larger mini-democracy, quote-unquote, in this mini, you know, um, agrarian community. And it is an issue movie about, you know, rape and assault and whether or not you could take it. But it really is just about all women fem- femininity, um, feminism, its it really is. It kind of encompasses a lot of these things. So even though this is just one issue, and of course this isn't the only issue that defines um, feminism or femininity, it's, you can really say, like, when can women just say, fuck it? When can they just say enough? I want my life back. Um, you can't remove the sex from here. That is obviously paramount to this film. But any other issue or topic related to just equality of, um, quality of life agency. It's all in there. And I think that's a really, that's really, really, really great. Did you,
2: heard, f- did you find it interesting that like they were, everyone was accepting of this while it was embroiled as a part of their faith, like when it was Satan doing it, the faith thing, they were accepting very it as soon as they found out it was a man, that was the snapping point because like they'd, they'd been lied to this whole time. Their faith had been abused. Like they'd been abused yeah. and, and that's that, that was like the tipping point for everything.
1: And that's where Jesse Buckley and Claire Foy, especially, were like, get the fuck out of here. Whereas Rudy Mara, yeah. it's really interesting. She's like, well, I love my baby. Oh, you know, it's like it was it's very, very, very curious. Um, I, I heard something really interesting, by the way. And I don't know how much this impacts us, which is um, when it comes to most issues that affect especially all pubescent people. So hormones, we talk about it societally, right? Boys go through puberty. They get more hormones. Boys get more testosterone. Girls get more estrogen. They all get progesterone, whatever. And... Sex, it's individual. It's this person has, you know what I mean. I'll, you know, sometimes we talk about it socially, like, oh yeah, they have needs and such. But it becomes this individual burden that kids bear that has been kind of taught into into society. Um, I, I, there's more to unpack there, but I have found that fascinating. Where it seems at a very early age um, that we're 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 stuck with this. It's ours. It's our burden to bear, um, and it isn't something that we can that we could talk about a little bit larger i don't
0: know it's very i guess that's kind of what i was asking about like there is this kind of puritanical thing that i think you know is so natural for us to see being in western cultures that whether we're from different parts of europe australia united states if you have been touched by the you know anywhere where the catholic church or the anglican church has had a or Jewish, you know, or Muslim. I mean, Honestly, all of the Western religions any, are, are any religion in really any society
1: over the years where people found that they could use power.
0: Yeah. So I also just could. I don't know. I don't really know what to say about that. But I, the, the, my favorite thing about this movie was also something that I thought put, put a real pin in my side that she was framing it through this religious context. And w- one of the givens of most, I, I don't know, of any other religion that doesn't really have a, a conservative tactic on sexuality. Um, she took away their sex. greatest tool. Religion's obsessed by with sex, putting them mm. in this place. Yeah, so oh, I, just, yeah, yeah. I thought I mean, that that really, dichotomy actually this, this yielded case, something
2: really interesting. Yeah, in this yeah. case, the, their faith was a device that allowed this to happen.
1: But it's also the, it's also the one a, deal breaker that they won't leave, regardless of yeah. the three scenarios. Staying so, faithful and staying true to their faith is it's mm. going with them. It's staying and fighting, or it's forgiving. It's all faith driven, even though they're wildly different choices, including yeah. murder. Is, they still would consider themselves persons of faith if they murdered for self defense. Very interesting.
0: Which is the ultimate the ultimate observation, which they finally all get on board with, is completely relative to their religious beliefs. When what's her name? Can't remember if it's the uh, which which of the elder women it is makes the point that to be truly pacifist, I think it's Rooney Mara's mother, because they believe in pacifism is not to consciously put yourself in the way of violence. Which um I got to say, there was a little bit of me that saw this on uh, Martin Luther King's holiday that you know, what would more Dr. King think about that? You know, that's kind of the opposite of a lot of our our uh, nonviolent uh, revolutions in America with civil rights and in India with Gandhi have consciously done the opposite of that. And these women chose the whole point of this was that our version of pacifism is to remove ourselves from conscious violence. Um, I think that this all really ended up becoming relevant to to that because everybody got on board once she made that point. Did y'all feel that way too? Like That was the final thing where they all kind of yielded and said, You're right. So therefore, we we have to all leave and we have to leave together. I thought that was something else that was. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Everyone except for Frances McDormand, right? Every single woman and girl Mm. left as a unit.
2: And she even tried Uh, to stop her kids, but nope, they were out.
0: I couldn't tell in that moment. I couldn't tell if she was trying to stop them or if she was just saying, you do you i think i'm she, staying here no, she, i think she the let you them do have you.
2: agency the you do you happened off screen i think
1: where she was definitely trying to keep them the there hand and
0: squeeze them. and the look I, I i think i felt differently about that look Dave. Mm. but it's good that i think it's ambiguous no, that stuff good. that you can kind of I, do what you I want i thought
1: it was i thought it was i want i'm staying i i really think you should stay but ultimately you should be allowed to make the choice
0: yeah um any of uh, how about some standout lines you guys there was one oh, i was oh, saying one of my, my brain.
1: how about this one you ready I'm sorry, but I think I might be dying.
0: Or yeah, yeah. even oh, better, glasses.
1: <laughs> Get me into yeah. a get me into a buggy now and let me die on the trail.
0: Yeah, I'm not being buried in this colony. Get me yeah. into a buggy now. I'm not done. Um, Let's process one, it into fuel. It? How about that? Let's process, process it
1: into fuel. Their conversation that was cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. When they also didn't them say, them all say all the word rapist for it.
1: 45 minutes. I thought that was fascinating. They didn't. They didn't talk. They I didn't was say even surprised they had the
0: word. Is the word rape in the Bible? Because I was surprised they even used that word. Um, not sure. The uh, the boys yeah. have been anyway. excellent
1: students is another one when they talk yeah. about that. Yeah.
0: Even more powerful than that though was when Jesse Buckley realized the boys are not the only ones who have been yep. excellent students. That was when a moment realized, for me. Yeah. I am allowing myself to be. That monologue was fantastic. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines was when Rooney arrives at the lion. Was it Rooney or her mother who says, we sometimes confuse forgiveness for for permission? Yeah. I thought that was like, oh, fuck. Yep. That, that was a good one. There was another one that Rooney said at the beginning about she was making an observation on being sorry. And I can't remember. It was something about how you feel sorry for yourself. But I don't know if you guys remember that one. But in a in a midst I don't remember of remember that a one bunch of so sprawling much conversations. <laughs> I know. Um, I really enjoyed the... Um, The uh, Jesse Buckley's mother's, her parables about her horses, for a while they were just used for kind of some levity, but clearly there was a point there, but the women didn't super take them seriously. But her final observation that when I'm on the road and it's hard to see right in front of you, you don't know where you're going. So the ultimate test of the goal you're trying to achieve with, in this case, your faith and your discipline for following that faith, it needs to be further down the road. You need to start focusing on what your ultimate goal is, and not try to just see what's right in front of you because what's right in front of you will convince you to stop. And Thank you know it. there were a lot of really hmm. good lines like that. So honestly, I'm not going to just ultimately praise this movie. There, it's not a criticism, but you can't. I could not get out of my head when I was watching this because you're just, I, you're kind of waiting for them to make amazing points. There are enough moments in this movie for you to be like, "Shit, that's a good point." Shit, that's a good way of looking at it. Shit, that was a really great monologue that will get you from A to B to C to D. Cause Dude, I, don't know, I, 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 just I just think that's important. To already, I think most people are gonna watch this streaming and Yeah, see, I, I got yeah. there early it's enough, enough to finish my
2: peanut M&Ms before the movie started. So I just sat back and let all that wash over me. It was great. Yeah. Nice. I didn't get in my head too much. I just let the story flow.
1: It really flowed. Here's well. a question
0: for you guys. Who do you think she made this movie for? Who was her audience?
1: All women. Every single one. I men too I so think I, asked, she, I
0: think it's everyone.
1: yeah I, Wait, did you know, she, she made it for the men
0: what do you think Elizabeth, I don't know Elizabeth and I had a conversation after this and I love asking a lot of my you know female friends not putting them on the spot but I'm just we're all just trying to listen and and watch and do as much as we can I asked that question and she said a response and I've had a, other friends who have said similar responses and conversations like this that you know a lot of women already already know already feel these ways. And It is not necessarily that all women feel the exact same, but that I don't know. ultimately I barn, think she might have herself. Conversation, well this barn conversation probably has been happening in certain ways since the beginning of time. I can't remember I feel like an asshole, but one of the very first books written by a feminist post uh, first wave feminist author in the 50s in America is called the or it's called something like the thing you're not supposed to talk about or the silent conversation it's about it's about what women are discussing behind the scenes but what's interesting to me about is that this kind of showed me that maybe the the dangerous assumption is that women think that all women feel the same way about it and that there's actually the application the tactics of what they're going to do to achieve their goals may be very different and i'm not saying that in like a I know the answer, but I just have a very strong feeling that the average man is not going to press play when this drops on Prime or HBO. It's,
1: yeah, it's too bad, but it's true. No, that's that's and I, true.
0: And I also just don't know if she thought to herself, every woman is, you know, a lot of women are going to eat this up. Like, I don't know. You just, you, you, when you're making movies, you have to think, who's my audience? Why I mean, am this, I making it? Who am I selling this to? This will definitely this be a tester, I would love though, to for hear the, her answer.
2: Like, This will be a tester for the Tinder date follow up.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. Oh, we're going to watch this tonight. <laughs> Dating for the first time. Oh, my God. Trying to do that. Yeah, that would be, oh. like, that would be rough.
2: It's funny you said that conversation has been happening through history because you know what? The second that Mars colony is ready... I have a funny feeling this fucking no. conversation is going to happen again.
1: Fucking Mars, stay the fuck away from Mars. In fact, this isn't one of my gripes, but I, it's it's it was on my potential <laughs> list, which is stop telling me whether or not Mars had water. Tell me how they fucked it up. Stop saying, oh, yeah, oh, my God, it had water. Oh, my God, it had water. OK, what happened to it? What happened to the water? I don't give a shit if there there was water. There, yeah, there was water there. We know. We know. Uh, yeah. Fine proof. Tell me what happened to it. What happened Ask to the, Arizona, happened dude? To the, they're, they're the, just, there's, there's a model no for Mars right now. Evaporated. That's what I'm saying. Atmosphere. There's no. What atmosphere. no what, that's what, what I meant. Mean what, what happened right? to the atmosphere? What a happened to the in, ecosystem? A in Arizona
2: literally, literally had their water turned off this weekend. All
1: right. I guess we're winding <laughs> this conversation down about uh, women talking. Thank you so yes. much for listening all the way through to the end. We're gonna wrap it up like we always do with a quick round of. What you've been watching, where we give you our recommendations of the week. Dave, we'd like to start with you. Let's get right into All it. Right. What have you been watching? Bring it. I wrapped up uh the Disney
2: show Willow, which is the follow-up to the film Willow. Yeah. Which anybody who listens to a movie podcast should know what Willow is. Mm-hmm. Um look, this the show started off slow and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get into this. Fucking grab me right right to the end. And I'm I'm hanging for season two now. Like it gets so much better as it goes along. Um I caught of course being an avid gamer the HBO Max premiere of Last of Us. Um I'm happy to report that is incredibly faithful. Um just one takes episode of so right? It's an hour and 20 minute episode. Great. Yeah, it's an it's a movie length opening of the show and they needed it because there's a lot to get through at the beginning before you settle Dave, into like you? the
0: plot. Was you, were you the one who texted us and said it has like what, some crazy high rating on some Yeah, it
2: was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes before it launched. From just one of I wonder, reviewers,
0: it broke I'm gonna watch it. But is it another zombie show? No, it's something else. Okay, thank you. And
2: All the, right, the opening, okay. it's it's yeah, the opening of the thing explains what it is uh, in an interview that happens in the, in 1960. The movie takes place in like 2023.
0: Okay.
2: So cool. yeah, and it's but it's a disaster it's, yeah. movie. Or it's
0: um, it no is apocalypse
2: definitely movie. it is an apocalypse movie. Um, but it's it's a really interesting it's a twist, show, right? And a yeah, it's a show. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, But, yeah, it's based on the game. The game had phenomenal writing, and it's nice to know that 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 has translated really well into the series. So, again, going back to what my gripe at the start of the episode, a lot of, uh, I want to use the word fucking incels, have been griping that... Use it. Use it. Call Call uh, those
0: fucking assholes (laughs)
2: out. Yeah. They've been griping that uh, Ella's not hot. She doesn't look like the girl in the thing. And it's like... You've just, the, the girl in the thing is fourteen years old. Fucking calm down, dude. You just <laughs> fetishized a fourteen old, fourteen year old right, game character. All, this is for all those fuckers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How
1: yeah.
2: um, is not so hot? Yeah. She's
1: no. supposed to be fourteen. Yeah. I like, like the actress who plays Jade in the show. Um, she's been in eleven projects and all of them you've heard of. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh me and Trace, sat down and watched
2: The Black Phone the other night in the dark. Nice, and I happily remembered where all the stabs were, so I didn't like fall off the couch. You keep that as your
1: number four movie of the year last year?
2: It's still good, <laughs> dude. That scene, that scene where he's beating the beating his kid, like still like fucks you up.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. it should. She, both so. of them
2: are phenomenal <laughs> in that scene.
0: Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. not to riff back, but just very quickly, when you made that comment about the fucking incels, I just wanted to <laughs> do a, to say one last time that I thought that the sexual repression from the community. And what we're dealing with now, you're opening with these Twitter fucking assholes, the opposite of sexual oppression and this access to endless amounts of oh, pornography. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, I, I, well, I thought it that is, was really interesting. But there's different
1: kinds of sexual repression.
0: I know, I know. You're totally right. And I, I just thought that she made me think about that without her ever having to say anything about the modern man and their access to internet porn and shit. Uh, but the, the idea of the uh, the distance between uh, Klaus and Ben Wishaw's character that she put them in these polarities. Mm. I found that very interesting. And hopefully the right man is somewhere very reasonably in between these two people. And maybe two thirds of the way towards (laughs) Wishaw. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. 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 Um, Poor Wishaw.
1: I actually thought, do you think, do you think Wishaw had an actor's secret in there? I thought he was going to be like, I thought he was going to say, I have urges too. I thought he he was going to, I thought he was going to be the father of the baby.
0: Uh, there was a second only a second yeah. only a second I maybe he snuck in and even he did something i'm glad but he that, didn't. That, i'm glad that
2: didn't because that would have taken away from it so much but anyway i thought at the uh, end man I thought he the cried there, a lot at the end yeah a
1: little bit of
0: softy for I me i thought, thought at the end when they said why do you have a gun
1: why do you have a gun i thought he was gonna say because i use it to rape <laughs> i thought he was gonna say that yeah I thought um, that, but that, yeah. He, sorry no i know i didn't mean to laugh <laughs> when i said it too but i'm glad he didn't he just he's just a great that's actor that's why you go fast everything's on the table sorry john, john what you been watching yeah
0: i have been watching um <laughs> i watched all of the bear in like two nights oh it's great really, right like, yeah it was I great still haven't really seen this. to the party there but uh to anybody I'm who later. says there's too much screaming and yelling you know kitchens can really be like that so i, mean, I found yeah, it, yeah, it very authentic <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. i found it very authentic i really love a lot of the the, the acting is really great um but I, but ultimately, I was just so impressed with the the payoff because um, it has its thing and it does it really well with the way that they talk, the 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 style of the show and the cinematography and the dialogue, the emotional payoff at the end really took me by surprise and I was very moved by the end of the series. Uh, and the thirty minute episodes, you can watch it all really fast. And then I watched um, R the other ah, night. Ah, you got indie. to it. Oh, that is so on my list. I got to it. Got yeah. to it. it I, so we're gonna have right to talk up about there that. With those. Yeah, we should. It's yeah. right up there with the Bahubalis and just these these massive uh Indian Bollywood epics. Um t- tons and tons of violence and, and Dude, the, uh, scene slow with the motion the, camera yeah, and dancing the, and scene The singing. scene with the animals
2: in the truck. Uh you should see the VFX yeah. breakdown for that. It's amazing.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of VFX and there's so much VFX that it kind of feels like you're watching a, a video game for for a good part of it, which is always a little frustrating for me, but ultimately It did deliver. You kind of, what Bollywood still gets away with that we don't get away with here is artifice. Like the comment I just made about the special effects, they get away with it there because it is supposed to be over the top. There is this inherent theatricality to it that is so embedded in their musicals, that their musicals, that they can just do these things and say ridiculous lines and show ridiculous things and everybody's super strong or super sexy or super romantic or whatever it is um it's fun if you're into that kind of movie i think you're gonna enjoy this one so i had a good watch there um yeah that's it what about you jeff um
1: i I feel like i'm I'm in between i feel like i have a couple series that i started that i gotta get finished with uh season two of slow horses i'm really liking where it's headed i've seen three or four out of the six and gary oldman is he plays this great like drunk pretends like nothing's an issue or at least it comes across like nothing's an issue that's, that's different usually gary oldman sucks no i'm kidding like
0: yeah the <laughs> opposite <laughs> whatever the opposite of that is um, scary. but
1: in oh. this in this season i feel like they're testing him a little bit more in a really good way it's different and good i'm happy with it. i started pachinko i was at a friend's house Ooh. and um it's his birthday and this just won the critics choice award for uh, best uh tv series not in the english language uh and it was really gripping there was some really good there's multi-generational stuff going on there's like 1915 to 1920 and then 1980s. And I think there's another something it's, it's honestly, it was similar to women talking about. I was like, I don't know where I am. I'm missing some details, but I know this is great. <laughs> um, so I'm car- I have to keep listening with that. It does have subtitles though for a TV show. That's a lot to take on. So it's like one episode a night, but I'm doing well with that. And then I watched a lot of NFL football. I did. It's. Uh, I'm really mad at the NFL yes. for making this weekend into fucking six games. I think they did that last week, last year too. But oh. six games, is, all at different times, is really annoying. But um, guys, I, I wanted do, to I ask you. One wasn't annoying. I don't care.
0: Okay. I wanted to ask you because I also watched. Uh, I also finally watched over this past week. I watched the Golden Globes at one point. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you guys think about the Fablemans? Just. Best director, best best picture.
1: I think that's going to be the highlight of its award season, but it'll be nominated yeah. first best off, for the best award season them. budget. Like best
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. still like- really touching. Mm-hmm. We all we really really we all really enjoyed that movie, and it was really cool getting to see Steven up on stage, maybe one last time for everybody really paying homage to him. It felt very positive. That was
1: cool. Everybody um, thanking him in their speeches.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you know, you know, not like a weird kiss the ring kind of thing, but it felt right. very genuine. So I was really happy for him, but I was but a little even surprised. the guy was, even like
2: when the guy from everything, everywhere, all at once won. Kwan, yeah, oh, that yeah was great. He, he
1: thanks. Spielberg Stephen gave Spielberg. his well, Spielberg gave him his first two movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, uh Ryan Murphy when he called him out and said, you know, Steven Spielberg greenlit my first screenplay. You know, that's, that's what really got me started. Like, there were so many moments throughout the show where it yeah. kind of ended up being about him. But give it up for the White Lotus. I really enjoyed the Jennifer Coolidge's speeches and then Mike White's speech was really funny. Yeah, they were, really, um, they were good. They were good. Yeah. I like Mike White. And, uh, going, you, uh, Abbott all elementary. Passed. you
1: all passed on this show.
0: I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Abbott Elementary yeah. cleaning house. I thought that yeah. was... I've watched yeah. the first season of that show and I really enjoyed it, but I haven't kept up with it. Does it turn into just the most incredible... One hour or a single wow. camera. They won you, so many awards.
1: You listen to us tell you what we watched every week. And I do not think that is that that's something that we should watch. I don't watch yeah. t- primetime show stuff, stuff. So I need to I need to find
0: it. Anyway, things to think about. Oh, I so an- what do we have next? I watched
1: another Guillermo del Toro, uh one of those weird cl- Cabinets of Curiosities. And yeah. I-, I did not find it particularly. Was it the rat one? No, I saw the one with the is a monster one with the trippy seventy stuff and the, uh, five, the four yeah. different people and it was just weird. It was yeah. Just a weird one. Didn't click for me. I still
0: need to see Pinocchio. Jeff, what's the next uh, awards thing for people to follow? Is the SAG after coming up?
1: The SAG nominations have come out, but that's not gonna the uh, the event's not gonna be for another month. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's all these like uh, because the Critics Choice, there's gonna be like People's Choice and those kinds of things, but the the big the guild ones are not gonna be until I think early February, maybe the end of January, but we have some time for those.
0: All right, we got at least two Tis weeks. It's the season, okay.
1: baby. Yeah. I think it's later. I think cool. the sags is like February. All, All right. right. Okay, sweet. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time on the Love of Cinema podcast. Peace.